Hi and welcome back to 117 Weekly. Firstly, we've uh, decided to switch things up a bit. We felt that the weekly roundup where we go through every game in the Premier League was a bit repetitive. So instead, we're going to discuss some topics in and around the Premier League just to try and keep things a little bit more interesting. We picked a few topics, so we'll talk about them and then the boys can bring all the things up that they want to talk about. First of all is uh, a big one, it's the title race. Finally, seems like we're getting an interesting one instead of two teams being a class above the rest. Uh, have you enjoyed the title race in the Premier League so far this season, Scott? Yeah, it's been good, hasn't it? It's been it's one of them seasons where if you put together a bit of a run, then you uh, you can fly up the table. So, like Man United, everyone goes back to it, but they were when they lost to Leipzig, they were well, Oli was getting called for the sack because they were so far back. But uh, yeah, a good a good month or whatever, and then the flying up the league. I mean the top out of the six. How many teams do you think are still in it though? That's that's the question because for me yeah. it's three teams. That I think there's a lot of talk about more than that, but Man City, Liverpool, and Man U are the only teams in it for me. So you won't put your your line then, Leicester? No, no, no. Because no. Everton are round about there. Like if you put Leicester in, then Everton have technically got to be in. Yeah, but no. How about Spurs? No, no, no. Because no. it be. No. It, yeah, but it's Mourinho, isn't it? I know I'm gonna. Slip. It doesn't matter. Still, still no. They they lack something. I think I think the title race between the t- the three of um, Liverpool, Man City, and Man United. I think it's them. No, and, I see. Um, no, well, I. Sorry, what did you say? I just said I'd agree. I'd agree. You don't think Leicester in it? No, no, I don't no. think. No disrespect to Leicester, I don't think they've got enough to be in it. Yeah, but they didn't have enough when they won the league, did they? But they still no, but league. listen, that's that's one exception. I mean, how many how many titles? The Premier League has really changed won. since then. Yeah, even part about stuff like when Liverpool nearly won the league was when they just had Luis Suarez. Like you could sort of relate Luis Suarez to sort nah, of. Nah, but the thing with Leicester is um, to who who do you relate Suarez to? Kane, like so they had one exemplary player did at Liverpool, which is the reason why they went. They went on such a good run and nearly won the league and probably should have. Couldn't you say argue the same for Harry Kane at Spurs and no, Son, especially no. with Son as well? But you you look at the positioning in the league at the minute. I mean they're on they're on thirty three and I understand that. But Man City have got games in hand on them. Um, teams below them. I know Everton have got a game in hand on them. Um, and I I just think that it's Spurs are one of them teams that. You, they could they could have gone at the weekend and gone to Sheffield United and drop points, but I I feel like if you if you're looking at Man City, I don't think you're expecting them to drop any points and they're not dropping any points. They look like they're in really prime form at the minute. Whereas yeah, it's only about only about a month ago they drew it home to West Brom. What one game? One game. They've they've only been beat twice this season, City. Twice. One of them was at the start against Leicester um, when they lost five two. Yeah. And when was the last one with Tottenham? You know, they lost since then. Yeah. I think it's mm. more the fact that with with Man City that they just never concede. Like they put yeah, in uh, Man City to win both teams not to score is literally the bet of the year at the moment. Like Stones and Diaz have got a formidable partnership. They just seem to suit each other's style of play brilliantly. Yeah. I think it's Diaz though for me. Like Stones, all right, he's on good form, but I think he's on good. Form. Like the same sort of situation happened with Van Dijk and Gomez, where Gomez became this like so-called comparison. Superstar. When when you see him without Van Dijk, he does look exposed. And I think it will be. It's the same with 
we've seen from numerous years before, previous that Stones is not a good centre half. No, you think we have we have seen that. No, we've seen that, but he's not been. He's not exactly like we've seen him in his prime. He's not. I think he's still at the age where he's he's coming into his prime now, and he had he had a lot of developing to do. And I think the problem with Stones was, I think Kyle Walker said it perfectly. He said he could be anything he wants to to be. He just needs to sort his his sort of mindset and off field antics. So there's not really. Uh, I think Ruben Diaz think sort of that. controls him to the point where like you are not making a mistake, sort of thing. No, I think it's defensively. Oh, With John Stones, it's been it's always yeah. been defensively. No one's ever questioned his ability, I, um, especially on the ball. I think he's on the ball. Best, is one, one of the best centre halves on the ball. He's, yeah, he's just got a couple of errors in him defensively. Yeah, I, he has. I always wonder if he's strong enough from set pieces as well. Like that's what I've always I've thought. If he's next to a partner that's sort of big and can head the ball out, then he's all right. But if he's sort of next to someone who's also say, maybe a bit weak, you know, actually. Well, he showed yesterday that he's he's capable. For scoring goals from set pieces, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Those are his goals in the Premier League. Yeah, I think it's really off to say that he's um, that Diaz is controlling him. I think he's he's top centre half, John Stones, and he's definitely coming. He's into been a top centre half for two to three months. Really, yeah. is what I wouldn't say he's a top centre half overall. You know, he, like maybe literally three, three months ago, Mark, we were saying that Man City should be playing like Nathan Ake next, or Ruben Diaz, and yeah, I know, I know, it's been sort of like nine games, but you've got to remember that we're not talking about someone that's. I'm not saying he's a top centre half um, after like his whole career. You know, what I mean, he's 26. He's he's not he's not even in his prime yet. So I, I still think he will be a top centre half, and I think he is. I he's, right. I, he's had, the thing is, he's had, he's been so bad for so long. I can't see a player that's no, been for three instantly. He good. hasn't. He has. He hasn't been good since that world. Since the World Cup, the World Cup, he's been crap until about three months ago. He got, he got absolutely slated for the World Cup because it was his fault. And ever since then, he hasn't been in great form, and he hasn't had a consistent run of games in the Man City side. I think. Yeah, he's, he's, for any yeah. player though, for any player, not just John Stones, we talk about it and, and players come into, into sides and it's hard, it's hard to bring out your best form when you haven't had a run of games. Well, um, I, what I want to see is I want to see John Stones next to someone that's not Ruben Diaz and then see how good he actually is because I don't, or playing, when if, if he's, he's, he'll get back in the English squad or he should do, I think. And if he does, more uh, more now. he'll get exposed again. I can't, can't see. Seen it more and more with these centre halves. It seems like to become a good centre half or to be considered a good centre half, you need to be in a good partnership. Like like you said with Gomez and Van Dyke, and could even argue like earlier on in the season, Thiago Silva and Zuma. Like he brought the best out of Zuma, really, didn't he? So exactly. I think what it's about is partnerships now, and it would be interesting to see if he played next to Ake or someone else like that, like Laporte. Um, would he perform the same? I'm not. I'm not quite sure. We'd have to. Well, I don't think. Arguably, Laporte's a top centre half anyway, so I think he could perform the same. Um, I'm not sure about Nathan Ake. I think he's a. He's good, but he's not at Is the he level a of Nathan Ake. Because we've yeah. spent a lot of money so on far. So far, yes. Uh, so far, but it, you you look at City's City's list of defenders, and. The two the two centre halves who, who aren't playing at the minute in Laporte and Nathan Ake do get in most in most teams in the Premier League. So I think um, 
I, I think to call him a flop's a bit harsh just because he hasn't been playing. Uh, whereas if he'd have gone to the likes of even Man United, he'd, he'd have got more game time at Man United. Um, mm. And you'd have probably seen a better side than Aiden Ake than you. He's always, he's always, I've always thought he's a bit too small, is Ake. Like, it's not exactly, it's not his fault, but it just is. No, but he's, it's he's, I think he's good on the ball. Yeah, he's very good on the ball. He's 5'11", I think, um, which it is a bit short for a centre-half, but he's not the smallest player in the world. Like, for a centre-half, still gets and, Yeah, but he's, he's still good in the air for his height, I think. He can get off the ground quite easily. You know, but I also think a big part of Man City's upturn in form is um, Gundogan, he's been on top form, but also Cancelo coming into the side as well. He's been terrific, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Mm. So he, he, didn't he didn't play. He didn't play yesterday. Yeah. But um, I think to be fair, was me and Dale have sort of slagged off John Stones a bit there. But of all the times to not slag off John Stones, probably right now is the time. Yeah. What conceded like one goal in the last ten or something like that. Yeah. Especially when he's also scored two goals yesterday as well. So yeah. I think they've won five games in a row now as well, Man City. So yeah, they have, yeah. They're, they're definitely, I think, the strongest team out of the three to win the title at the current moment. But as we know in the Premier League, it changes yeah. within a week, not even a few well, days, if not even a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's not It's not just yeah. the games in hand that they've got, though, as well. It's it's the form that they're showing, as you say. Um, yeah. they, they've got, I think, I think they've got two games in hand. They've definitely got one. They've got, in, one, um, they've got one game. Villa. Against Villa, I think. Yeah. Oh, Villa, yeah. But they, they've still got to play. They've still got to play Everton because um, that was postponed as well. So They've got a nice run, though, at the moment, uh, in the next few of Man City. They've got uh, Villa, then they've got West Brom, then they've got Sheffield United, and then they've got Burnley. And you could generally yeah. see them picking up, win every game there. Mm. And admittedly, after that, they go into a bit of a rough patch where they've got Liverpool. There's uh, still Liverpool. a question oh. with Man City about the Aguero solution because he's obviously not he's not not in the team as much this season with injuries and they haven't really got a capable replacement up front. And this is what I mean. Yeah. They, no, they could come I, unstuck up front and not be able to score the goals needed to win the title. You, uh, you do see what you mean but you say that and they went to Chelsea and played Kevin De Bruyne as a false nine and yeah. scored three. Gordon is their top scorer. Yeah, but what what I'm saying is it's not it's not about who's the top scorer because they do share the goal. It is because the fact that your striker is nowhere near the top scorer and Phil Foden, who doesn't even play every week, is your top scorer. Suggests, yeah, but, but it's it doesn't because I understand what you're saying. As in, for certain teams, they need a 15 to 20 goal scorer every season. Someone gets 15 to 20 goals. But but well, they don't because as you're saying, they're keeping clean sheets. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, if, if you win him one nil, if you win him one nil, we know from even how Spurs have do, been doing in last things that winning one nil is not a consistent thing that can no, work. Like no, you, the goal can happen. Like they, they don't play like are. Spurs though. They don't play like Spurs. They don't score and sit in. No, they don't. But it's quite easy. They could still be counterattacked and scored on. Whereas Man City of old, when they were the best, were winning about five nil every game. Where there's yeah, even a different city. Like, they, beat, they beat like but they were losing like 2 0 to Stoke and then they'd win like 7 2. Like, that's that was what were happening. But they don't it's quite need a long to do that now. Me, I know that's why I don't think they're as, like, as strong favourites as people are sort of making out at the moment. Because no, they got quite easy for 1 0 to slip. I think that Ferran Torres can play up front. Yeah, I just think he needs to. I'm not sure about him. He just needs to. We haven't seen enough of him to play with his back to goal. 
to form an opinion, I don't think. But I said that, though, when he's looked quite good. When Man City beat Chelsea, I came on here and said that if they sign a striker, a top striker in January, they'll win the league. And I still think that, because I think that's what they're missing. They won't Who sign they get them? They, No, they, I don't think they will. But I think Ant Haaland got like a release clause of £65 million. That's next year, I think. I think it's next season. 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be about £60 million, I think, that release clause. That's ridiculous. They are well, selling someone... the goals out, though, Man City. I think, like, looking at it now, Raheem Sterling's on eight goals. Uh, Phil Phone's on eight goals. Ferran Torres is on seven. And you've got sort of Gundogan, Riyad, Mahrez, Haydu. That's, sort of that's exactly five, what I mean. Goals. And they've you got Gabriel Jesus coming back into the fold, though. But he doesn't score loads of goals, Jesus. No, he doesn't. Well, what's, what, what the only thing is about Jesus is that... I don't know if you saw the game. They played... Oh, who did they play last week? Was it Brighton at home? Yeah, won the one one nil. Yeah, and he brought, he brought Jesus on and he played him on the left to start. Yeah, like. he's been doing that a bit. And you, you think he is a striker, so play him there. Um, and and I un, I understand about that. Uh, the system where they play the false nine might not always work. Um, but City have got a way of playing that they can dominate a game and they always create chances and they have got the quality of players to finish the chances when in the final third. So I think... With the with the squad depth that they've got, they are capable of still sharing the goals around and not needing Guerrero for the whole season. Yeah, the thing is, we look at like Liverpool, and although Liverpool's main striker Firmino hasn't scored, they've always had the wingers that have scored loads of goals. And Sterling's not on form right now, but Sterling has got the ability to score twenty goals in a line a season. That he has got that ability that he could do that. Yeah, so I, maybe, I maybe their like answer them. is that they need more goals from people like Bernardo Silva, Mares, Sterling, um, yeah. for Torres, Ferran Torres. I know, but as as we're saying, they've been on they've been on a run where they haven't been beaten. I'm not, I'm not sure how many games, but since I, the 21st of November, it's a long time. Is that the um, last time that they dropped points? Well, no, no, that's the last time they lost. They dropped points well, to um, West Brom. That's the last the time they dropped off. 15th of December. So it's, it's over a month now. They dropped now. points the game before as well when they drew uh, with Man City. I'll tell you what's interesting about City though. City played away at, in the semi-final of the League Cup at Man United and looked a lot more convincing than Liverpool did yesterday against um, yeah, Man United. They absolutely bossed them. They did, they did. It, it, didn't, it made them look... Admittedly, they got two goals I believe came from set pieces. But, um, yeah, I think for me... Obviously, as I mentioned, three teams that are in the title race, they're all in it for me because I don't think the likes... I mean, certainly Leicester is a Leicester fan. I know that we have Europe League starting back up next month in February. So I think we play something stupid like seven or eight games next month and we just simply don't have the squad to cope with all those games in the Premier League and the Europa League. But it's almost like, like you've got to sacrifice one for the other. And exactly. the Vardy injury, though. The Vardy yeah. injury, I'm not too sure what that is, but... If if he does get a serious injury, you're gonna have a big problem. If he, oh, if, he, he, if, if Hardy gets injured, Leicester will not get top four and they will not well, get anywhere. He, he is injured. There's a Hardy. He should be alright for Chelsea. He, he has this hip problem where it sort of clicks out. He's had that for a game. while. Because I'm. Oh, I, I heard it was a hamstring. He's had it for a long time now. No, no. He, he, he has had a few hamstring issues, but nothing serious and. Um, there is a lot of emphasis on the Leicester board from Leicester fans to sign Edouard from Celtic, and that looks like it could happen. So we'll, we'll watch out. Is that, that is that the one you want then, Mark? Edouard? 
Yeah, because I think he's probably the best striker you can get that will settle for playing, you know, second fiddle to Vardy. Yeah, you're not going to get much better than that. You need someone who who can sort of transition into becoming the first team striker when Vardy retires. And Edouard is 22, he's he's young, he's the right profile of players. Are we still saying that the players in the Scottish League are good enough to become players you can play Van Dijk came from Celtic Van Dijk an exception and, and Drake has a lot of these where it's an exception like this happens no, always an exception no, this happens that always is an exception because he went to Southampton and took him up three years at Southampton to yeah, but it, that he took the centre half of the league when he was at Southampton to be fair like, it wasn't okay. like no one knew who Van Dijk was. Everyone knew how good he was. That's that's yeah. why I love him for so but long. The season, be, the season before, no one was willing to pay £75 million because that wasn't even talked about until the final season where Liverpool did pay in the January window £75 million. Look, I get your point. There is obviously a huge sort of golfing class between the Scottish League and the Premier yeah. League, but there are yeah, players in that league that are good enough to play in different... Like, as you see, Moussa Dembele played for Celtic. He's now gone to Atletico Madrid, so... There are there are talents in the Scottish League, and I think Edouard can make the step up to Leicester. So it does look likely that that will happen, and it needs to happen if we're going to get top four because we can't sort of rely on Vardy to just stay fit for the rest so, of the season. With everything being considered, are you completely ruling Leicester out of the title race? Yeah, we're not in the title. Race. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't to, know. To me, there's two teams in it. I mean, it's crazy to say that Man U aren't in it, but I really can't see them sort of sticking out and keeping pace with Man City. I, really I think don't. their main thing that not many people mention is they, they've got Europa League to play. Oh, they do. If Man United get knocked out of the Europa League next round, they're more, they're, they are definitely, definitely title contenders then. But, but if they got knocked out, if they got knocked out of the Europa League, then Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would have the, Every one of the stars of the season who was having a go with him, he, he, they'd all be back asking for all. Like, I don't know if that's true because I think it's a real content in the Man United. Um, yeah, they are. Just get out of the Europa League and get us gone. Yeah, I, I don't don't believe that. Do not believe that for one second. Man United need to get saying I don't. I really don't care about like. I'd rather. Man United fans, Man United fans, but not not the club. If you think Man United are just going to roll over in the Europa League so they can focus on the title challenge, because if Man United lost three games and it can happen to any team, by the way, they're out of it. I don't think that's true though, because they lost three games at the start of the season or whatever to get like, and they've got some proper spankings like they did against Spurs when they lost six one. That everyone bangs on about, and they lost to Crystal Palace in opening day season stuff like that. So. I think, think they've lost three games, they're out of it. In, in but, true. Because Liverpool have picked up what, like, in the last four games, they've picked up three points. But they're narrowing. Man United, by if they did just go out of the Europa League and say, played a bunch of kids in the next round, they're narrowing their sort of search for a trophy. Because... Which, is, which is why they won't do it, and which is why I think they're less likely to win the league because of it. But I, I don't think they should do it. I, I don't think it makes it. Man United, Man United are too big of a club to give a care about the Europa League. No, but are we saying that Champions League doesn't affect it as well? Not as, not as much, not as much. Because Wednesday, the Thursday games are so close to the weekend. That's what yeah. sort of affects it, I think. That as well. Yeah. There's loads of reasons, and the fact that probably Man United are probably going to go further in the Europe. If they play the full strength, they should win the damn thing. So, you know. 
Yeah, but that's what I mean with, with Man United say. With, I think a lot of fans would say if they won the Europa League and finished second, it still wouldn't be a bad season. No, that'd be a brilliant season, but I think finishing second will be hard enough as it is, to be honest, behind Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. Are you still very confident that, that Liverpool will win it, Greg? Because I know you said there was only a, was it a um, one-off race in the early in the season. I think, I, I, I think it's hard to say that because... Um, Obviously, the form Man City have come into. I still, mm. I still don't think Man United are uh, uh, in it in the same way that a lot of yeah. people are saying. I mean, I agree with you, Mark. I think that although they're ahead at the minute, I don't think over the course of the season that they'll still be there. I think yeah. they'll. I, I, I think you'll see sort of uh, Liverpool and City sort of distance themselves from the third to about seventh. I'll say from them mm. teams, which um, would be a shame because it's actually like the first season that we're getting a title race. But I can, I can definitely see that. So do we, do we rule out, yeah. do we rule out the Man United of the last year? Sort of. No, like, no. Is that is no. that a ruled out thing? No, I'm not ruling them out. I'm not ruling them out. It's sort of my own personal prediction. Of course, they're in a title race. You can't say they're not. But for me, I just don't think that we have to keep pace with Man City or or Liverpool. I think they they will start to sort of falter, Man U. The yeah. thing is as well, I can only. The thing is as well, Man United, I think, are playing their best football now, and they're still only that far ahead. Whereas I, I think, yeah, no, I do, and they, I think their game, no, so, their game yesterday, they didn't, they didn't. No, I get, I like, get like, point. What you're saying is, this is the ceiling of Man U. They can't go yeah, any the, better. The than points they've accrued, so they've accrued thirty-seven points from eighteen, and Liverpool have accrued thirty-four points. I think that's about as low as Liverpool going to get. I can I can't see them only getting thirty-four in the next set of eighteen, whereas I could see Man United only getting thirty-seven in their next set of eighteen again. Yeah, which no, I think I, I do understand. That's that. the point I'm trying to make. I think Liverpool might getting... do better the next half than they have this half, whereas I don't think Man United will. Well, Man United yesterday were at the full strength squad. Liverpool yesterday, yeah, we, I think I had the conversation to say if if Van Dyke was playing yesterday and they had. They had Gomez or Matip playing. If them two were playing and Liverpool were at the full strength, you'd you'd expect Liverpool to win. I expect them to win anyway, to be honest. I thought they were going to come out. Do you know what they did against Spurs when they came out and just absolutely battered them for about 30 minutes? And they just they did sort of do that. But they did, Liverpool, I've always associated with scoring early goals and then just going on and easily winning the game, which is not what... Because they're not scoring. It's not That ain't happening at the moment. Like the, most games last season, they'd be like, they'd play, especially at Anfield, they'd be like 2 0 up at half time and it'd be game over every single time because they'd just come out and absolutely blitz the team in the first half. Yeah, no, I do, I do understand. I do understand that. I just think, in in sort of squad quality and uh, over the course of a whole season, I think that just Liverpool and Man City are just a, sort of uh, at another level than Man United. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, United we saw that in the game when Man United played at home to Man City and Man City just sort of schooled them. Yeah. Having said that, though, Man, Man you are definitely a team that's constantly improving. They are on an upward turn. Uh, it's just whether they can solve... They're, they're the thing is, of... like, if Bruno was to get injured, like, sort of, Van yeah. Dijk... Um, but, do you know what? I'd actually just like to mention that. I know everyone sings his praises and he, he has been brilliant. Um, but... In the big games recently, so our, you mentioned the League Cup game where City went to United and absolutely dominated. Didn't really see much of him and he didn't play well in that game. And then I watched the game yesterday and apart from his free kick, which was close, did he really do anything? Yeah, Greg, do you know what? It's funny that because I actually mentioned that um, yeah, before we went live and I, I was sort of saying the same thing. He, he, 
he does seem to. Uh, it's harsh to say that he's not a big game player because, of course, he's got the tension to be. But he did go missing against Leipzig. He did go missing against Liverpool yesterday. We saw. He's sort of in the bigger games. He's. He's, yeah. he's, he's almost like he feels the pressure and, and the weight on his shoulders to sort of score and really because Pogba's not going to do it. Is he? He's not sort of that goal scoring midfielder. No, that I, I didn't think he had a bad a game yesterday, though. Pogba. I thought he was all right. But yeah, he did give saw... the ball away a couple of times. But yeah, thought, was Bruce was... that bad yesterday? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he gave the ball away. I didn't give him worse than Pogba because Pogba missed the game. I Pogba did. should have won. a better game. Yeah, he did have a better game. Pogba did have a you better game. You bet as well. Bruno, I think this is a bit harsh because I thought he was good against Leicester, which it, it, at the moment, is, when you play Leicester away, that is a big game. And he, he played well and he should, it, he should have won the game. Is it, though? is it though? Because I think playing Leicester is harder. It's harder to play Leicester when you're at home than it is to go to Leicester. Hmm. Yeah, that might be the case, but realistically, I think going away to Leicester is... I'd fancy Man United to beat them at home, but I think... I don't know. It's all this debate as well about if the crowd means anything, isn't it? We're we're talking about Leicester, and and Leicester's a very tough place to go, but we're we're talking about the bigger games that... So, your semi-finals... Tell me about playing the top six, mainly. No, but no, semi, no, I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about playing the likes of Chelsea, Spurs, and Arsenal because they're still big games. But I'm talking about the big games. Like where Man City and Liverpool. Man City and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool, where he goes to Liverpool and you, you want someone to perform. It's like if Marcus Rashford would have played well yesterday and been on form, Man United have won the game. Yeah, he, you were giving Bruno a stick, but Rashford was awful yesterday. I thought. Yeah, well, the pair of them, the pair of them. But I don't think he wasn't as bad as Rashford. Rashford was one of the worst players on the pitch. Yeah, but what? Well, what I'm saying is, you watch Bruno Fernandes, and and he is he's a good player. But even his reaction when he came off, I mean, I understand that you do players get angry when you get brought off. Because you've seen people like uh, Roy Keane would have done something like that. It's just that all he wants to do is have an impact on the game and he didn't feel that he had done that. So we're annoyed that he came off because he felt he could have done. Do you think, or do you think it's more of an argument that I'm your best player, so why aren't you keeping me on? Well, I, I don't think you should have been brought off. When you need, when you want to get... Because I think Man United could have won that game yesterday. And to bring him off, I think we're a bit... I think we're wrong. Because although he wants that good all game long, he's still got a moment of brilliance in him. Yeah, but... Which is usually... You could do, you could argue that for Pogba. I think um No, they're not in the same league, I don't think Bruno and Pogba. Really? It, I well, think we've, seen, we've, we've seen Man United with just Pogba and we've seen Bruno um Man United with just Bruno and the levels are understandably, like, no, understandably at, at, at Man United. But have Man United still found Paul Pogba's best position because you've seen him play for France and in the World Cup, they played, him, they played him there like they, Man United. Play, the reason Scott McTominay and Fred is like this thing now in the big games is because they tried stuff like that against Spurs and they got beat 6 1 when they had Matic and Pogba at CDMs. They've no, statistically got more points when it's been um, Pogba and Matic there. Yeah, I know, but they, they play them in the small games, they don't play them in the big games anymore because they don't. he doesn't trust Pogba playing in holding midfield, which I wouldn't either. No, he's not holding midfielder that way. And then it, Bruno's obviously in, the, in behind the striker in like the, sort of the camp position. So he's, he's got nowhere else to play but one of the wings if he's going to get him in the team. Well, um, there's obviously other teams to mention in the title race as well. 
you know, I'm looking at Alita, we've got United on 37, seeing Leicester on 35, Liverpool on 34, but below that, you've got Spurs, who are on 33, and Everton on 32. So, are these two just nowhere near the title race at all, despite how many points they're on? Uh, listen, <laughs> as, as you know, I'm an Everton fan. Uh, we're not in the title race. We are not in the title race. You lay some very much on the top four, though. Hey, listen, we're in we're in the mix, but there's a long way to go in the season. Everton will get top four. There's a long way to go in the season. <laughs> um, I think squad wise, I think we are very similar to Leicester. If key players get injured at certain times, then it'll really affect us. Whereas I think Spurs have probably got a better squad than both Leicester and Everton. Um, but I think if you I don't know. We've we've got a game in hand on on both Spurs and Leicester. I think if I'm right, yeah, you are. Um, and our next game, actually, quite funnily enough, is Leicester at home. Um, yeah. which will yes. be a big game. Which will be a big game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think there's nothing. Spurs are a good side, but I think Leicester are probably a bit above. Everton, a bit above Everton, but I don't think there's much in it. Um, and I heard Roy Keane say yesterday that Leicester are in the title race, but Everton aren't. Um, which I think is a bit unfair to say, but I don't think either are in the title race at all. I think in the race for top four is fair enough to say, just based on the positioning in the, yeah. in the league. Um, but completely rule out Leicester and Everton, and even even Spurs. I completely rule out them three teams. So it just comes down to quality then when it comes to the title race. Really. Yeah, it does. It, it really does. I wouldn't say quality. I'd probably say squad depth, to be honest. The yeah. thing is, Spurs as well, like we mentioned with Man United, will, Mourinho 100% will go for the Europa League. He'll go to try win every competition. Oh, yeah. So, therefore, they're, yeah, they're out because of that as well. But I think the only reason we're sort of having the debate about the... Uh, the likes of Leicester, Spurs, and Everton is because of the league positioning. It's 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 far too early to even sort of consider those sort of teams because they haven't actually. I mean, I'm about to say we haven't actually done it before. Obviously, Leicester did in that 2016 season, um, but they haven't got the experience of being in a title race. If you know what I mean, they're not really. Um, is that why you grew up Man United as well, then, Mark? A bit of it as well. Well, I that's, think that's not experience though. It's a club experience. That man United have that experience of yeah, winning. Not, not a lot of that team. No, uh, but don't forget Oliver Solskjaer's been there. He's done it himself. No, I agree with you, Scott, because obviously, like I said, Man U, I didn't have him in the title race anyway. So, yeah, you could argue that's a, a, a factor, but there's certainly more impetus on Man U to win the league than Leicester. I think there's, I think there's just a sheer pressure of um, being in a title race will, will be too much for those sort of teams. Uh, I think Man City and Liverpool are definitely capable to to deal with it as they have done before. I think with Man United as well, when you get later on in the season, basically every single game in the Premier League is like a cup final. And Man United have consistently proved that in the big games, in the semi-finals, they exactly. don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just it's, one, it's, one last... Oh, go on. No, go on. Sorry, I was just going I, off topic a bit. I, I was just yeah. moving on. Um... There's just one last team I want to mention in this sort of conversation. They're completely out of the race for the title for me and maybe even top four. What do we think about Chelsea? They're on 29 points now after a bad run of form. 
Um, so do you think the top four is quite unrealistic for them now? No. No. I mean, honestly. I would say yes, because I'd say who are they going to actually what? sort of knock off the perch? Who, who, I mean, go on, give me your top four then. Like, who are they going to replace in the top four for you? No, for you I'd, two? I, I'd say... Listen, I think this season, this scene, this season has been a very different season because if you look at, um, I think think one of you said it the other day that there's there's ten points between first and is it tenth? I think that's changed a bit, but um, West Ham are on twenty nine points and in ninth, and Man United are on in first with thirty seven. See, so I mean, understandably. Um, understandably it is it is a lot to make up but But even like Villa have got loads of games down to the point where they could quite easily be up there so you know yeah but you know having games in hand and winning games and they're a different thing yeah Um, yeah you'd still rather have them yeah you would but no 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 so you'd rather be in right let's just say um, Tottenham are on uh, 18 games played 33 points yeah yeah. Aston Villa are on 15 games played, 26 points. I'd rather be in Tottenham's position, even though mathematically yeah, Aston Villa... Matt, to, to get that point goal, they need to win two and draw one. So, yeah, I'd definitely yeah, exactly. be in Spurs' Scott, position. you're not but taking I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, you were saying in terms of going nothing. for a top four push. You weren't saying in terms of, like, going above Southampton or anything like that. No, I was so, just going to the point of the fact that West Ham are on 29 and Villa could yeah, be on 29 yeah, and win one the next three. That's fine. But yeah. Villa's yeah. games in hand. Uh, City away, Everton at home. Yeah, Villa, Villa won't get to... I'm not arguing Villa need to be in the top four. We're not having this discussion because I don't think they will, unless one of the US thinks there is. No. No, no. No, but <laughs> for instance, Chelsea, I mean, I watched them and arguably they didn't deserve it, I don't think, on Saturday. Um, I thought Fulham would, would actually play quite well considering they had 10 men for the majority of the game. Um, But I think... I think it's hard to rule them out completely for top four because I think who, who is in fourth? Is it Spurs? No, Liverpool. Is it Leicester? Liverpool. Okay, so Liverpool are on thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool That's... on thirty-four, um, and I think I think Chelsea. If they get the if they get the players playing well, I think Chelsea could be up there again. Um, I think what's interesting about Chelsea is, especially with the with because I think we all think that the top three are going to be Man United, Man City, and Liverpool in whatever yeah. order. So then it's basically they're all fighting for one spot. I that's how I see it. Um, and Le- Leicester's next two games are Chelsea at home and Everton away. If, if Leicester win their next two, then you really I think then I would I would be with Mark that I think they probably will get top four. I just because if you beat them two, that's two top four challenges that you've got sort of points over. I know, but then then again, it's it's this this is why it's hard. I think because Everton have got a game in hand on the teams above them, and Everton have got a game in hand on Leicester, and we're three points behind Leicester, and then we play we play them. So yeah, I don't think Everton can do it though. I don't think Everton are in the. I don't think Everton will get top four. Whereas I think Leicester might be able to get top four. But to say we're in, we're not in the race. I think it's a bit harsh. Yeah, but Leicester were Leicester were Leicester last. This was like this is like your season last year for sort of Leicester where you're in and around it because like Leicester pretty much should have got top four last year. So they proved that they can no, sort of be no. there or thereabouts. Everton haven't really. They've been no. I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. But Leicester had Leicester had multiple games in hand last year and still 
still managed to not get top four. That was just that was their own fault. It was, but they they proved throughout the season that they are in in and around there. So the, I think Leicester are definitely a lot higher in my sort of favouritism for top four yeah, than Everton. I think I, I think the pair of us have got the same problem, which is um, as we say, squad depth. I think if key players get injured at certain times, I think that both Leicester and Everton will struggle. I think majority of the teams that are going for the top four, besides the top three that we obviously mentioned, and Chelsea. Chelsea, I think Chelsea have got quite a big squad, but even like yeah. there's a Kane injury or a Son injury and they're sort of in the same boat as sort of... Uh, no, but they're not. They're not because Leicester haven't got Gareth Bale to come on. Leicester haven't got Lucas Moira to come on. You, you, look at, you look at them players that you just mentioned and there's two on the bench and, and Leicester have got Okay. Yeah, but they have got people like Under, who is not actually that much worse than Lucas Mora, really. What? I agree with that. Yeah. No, no Under's on. quality. Come on, come on. Mora's so overrated. No, I don't. So Mora's scored. He's living off them three goals he scored in. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, I'm. I think. I what think are you going to say? The three scored against us. He scored an hat trick against us, and he cried and brought his kid onto the pitch. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that's, not... that's bad. Yeah, he needs to sort himself out for that. But at the same, at the same time, he is still a top quality player. Who's favourites for that fourth spot then? Because obviously, for me personally, looking that's at it, Spurs. it's between Spurs, Chelsea, and Leicester. I just can't see Evans. I'm sorry, Greg, I can't. That's okay. I'm done. But all right, we'll throw we'll it in there. You have to write us off, write us off, and then we'll just to make sure Greg doesn't get a bit round up about. So, who, who, say, who are we saying for that far spot then? Uh, right now, I'd say Spurs or Leicester. I'm leaning more towards Spurs. I think. Do you I'm think Chelsea? I think Chelsea's. I'd say the. No, I don't think. I don't think Chelsea. They just haven't got enough quality up front at the minute. Just that. that actually, that's sort of. I've sort of said that one, but they haven't uh, wrong, but they haven't got the. I mean, Werner's not in form. Um, Pulisic isn't firing in the goals. Havertz isn't. Do you know what I mean? They haven't quite. Yeah, got the you say that. You say that. But it. one thing that Chelsea do have is they're in the Champions League, and I think their draw is against Atletico Madrid, and I don't think they beat Atletico Madrid, so then they're out of the Champions League, and they don't have to focus on it, and they're all in the Prem. Yeah, but this is as, all. As, as I still think. Like... I, I still think Spurs and Leicester, Everton obviously don't have uh, any European football, but I can't see that. So for Leicester and um, Spurs, they're both going to try. You're going to try in the Europa League, I'm guessing, Mark, to win it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, and obviously Mourinho will definitely try for it. So that, they're both playing in the Europa League, whereas Chelsea are probably going to get knocked out of the Champions League. So, you know, that's that's why I think Chelsea have got a bit of a favourable advantage. Over Leicester and Tottenham, yeah. I still think Chelsea will probably get top four, yeah. So just before we move on, who does everyone think is going to finish fourth? Because I think we've all got the same top three, really. Spurs. I'll go with Spurs as well. I'll go Spurs as well. I'll go Chelsea. <laughs> Interesting. So, next topic, uh, we wanted to discuss Wolves and their form. They've just lost to West Brom 3 2 at home at the weekend. That was Allardyce's first win, and obviously the local rivals, they've Lost nine games this season, Wolves, which is the same amount of losses that they had in the entirety of last season in the Premier League. They're 10 points off the bottom three, so I don't think they've got anything to worry about yet. But are they in a relegation battle? Is that a thing? I don't, I don't think they are. 
I, I think, think like, they, they could be because they've played so many more games than the teams around them, haven't they? And well, on the same as Crystal Palace. But it's like I think it's like with the title, like Southampton are technically by the points total in the title race, but they're not. Or in the top four race, but they're not. I think it's sort of the same with Wolves and relegation, really. I just can't see how they go down. They won't what do you think down. the main issue is then at the moment? Is it Nuno's Nunes? changed the system to a four at the back and Connor Cody just, not just simply can't it. play in a back yeah. four. He's he just he's, not good enough. He, not, not in the sense that he's not good enough, I just don't think he's suited to that back. And the, the main problem with the back, back four is yeah, they're, just, they're just so open in the gap between the centre-halves yesterday. It's almost like they still think they're playing a three. Uh, sorry, the day before yesterday. Um, but they, they obviously did that adaptation to try and get Trail into the team to score more goals and they just aren't doing either of them. So, I mean, they are scoring more goals, of course, but they're also conceding far too many. Um, I think Nuno, I remember when they came to Leicester and I think we beat them 1-0 and I think the game after he changed it to a four and they haven't looked back. But when I think of the Leicester game, they were still very hard to beat and that's what they always have been playing the back five. So I'd probably go back to the back five, if I'm being honest. I, I agree with Mark. I um. I think Wolves are in a similar situation to Arsenal where when um, Arsenal were sort of had that spell where they won three games and they got out of it. I think Wolves are very capable of winning two or three games on their own and then just no one mentioning them in relegation again. They're missing him and his aren't they as well? Yeah, they are. Well, not I mean, just him and his. And Pedence. Yeah. They have picked yeah. up two points in the last six games, which is Awful. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, getting beat to West Brom at home is not. That is relegation. The thing, the thing is, with what I think with Wolves is, Wolves, you've always, I think Max alluded to this a bit, but Wolves, you've always um, thought they've got a good defence. Whereas they conceded, they conceded three. To, they were winning bright. They should have won the Brighton game. They were winning three one at half time. And, and normal Wolves of the last two years definitely win that game. Probably end up three one. That is probably what happens. But they draw three all. And then the same with the West Brom game. All right, they go one 0 down, can happen. But then they they get two one up at half time, and you think, all right, they're just going to probably win two or three one, and they lose. I can't the... remember who made the point, but I think one of you's made the point the other day where, um, oh, it might not be one of you, it might be talking to someone else, but since they've come up to the championship, uh, to the Premier League, they had that first window where they brought in some big big key players, and since then they haven't really added to that. Um, That's why I think their issues. Thought, yeah, yeah, they haven't really added to the the squad they already had when they finished their first Premier League season. So they sort of brought in Jimenez and Jota sort of made a permanent. And, you know, they had all these players already, but they haven't added to that since they've been in Premier League. I think, I think that's you a bit hard. They just keep improving they, they every, have, every window. They, they've improved with uh, Neto and Pedence. I mean, last season, no one really knew about them anyway. Um, and I think the pair of them have come in, into the squad and shown their attacking ability. Overall, like, ultimately, they do miss Jimenez. Really miss him and as I think um, Fabio Silva, the young lad, has been brought in for a big price tag of 35 million. Um, and let's be honest, doesn't look up to it at all. Mm. It's harsh, it's harsh to say, say it to him, but he's only a young kid though, is he 18? Yeah, but yeah, you shouldn't, kid, he shouldn't, yeah. he shouldn't be spending that amount of money on someone if they're not yeah, exceptional well. at, at that age. It yeah. is a lot of he needed to be nerfed into the squad with, with him and his, with his sort of mentor, but now well, he's sort of... Yeah. It's no wonder that they, um, they're, getting, they're getting injuries this year because they've, they've basically had a really small squad and played loads. Like, them players have had so many minutes under the legs, like 
on the legs. Like they Are played. They get Europa League? They, no, no, they're not this year. But last year they played Europa League to believe quarters or semis. Quarters was it? Yeah, I think yeah, but it doesn't take ten months to recover from a Europa yeah, League. Yeah, and they've had, they've had, um, they had. They've had. They. Were they in the Europa League the year before? I don't remember no, no, no. No, but they've. Yeah, but they've had the same. Like it's been Jimenez, Cody, Saiz, all these players that have just played so many minutes to the point where they've been lucky. I think in recent years that they haven't picked up as many injuries. Whereas this season they are sort of seeing the effect now that of. Um, Constantly just not having a small squad sort of creates. Well, don't you think I've, they've they've tried to add in the fullback areas? I mean, I think one of Wolves' biggest issues is the fact that they sold Matt Doherty and they brought in Nelson Semedo and he's not I, a wing back. He's not he's not a wing back. But I I mean obviously I I don't watch Wolves every week. I saw the game on Saturday and um, I saw when when Everton played them when we beat them, but we targeted. <coughs> Nelson Semedo and you're able to get at the defence if you're attacked there and and you've seen and I know you say he's have you did you say he's not a wing back? Yeah, he's not a wing back, no. But they're playing in a back four at the minute. And yeah, at the minute. He's still well, being he's still getting sort of tired. He wasn't really good for Barca as well. He wasn't that about, good for Barca. They played about thirty didn't they play no. like thirty five million for him? Yeah. Yeah. So you sell Doherty for for fifteen, and you buy you buy him for thirty five million. I mean, the bit of business there, I I, I still can't seem to get my head around why he's done it. The th- yeah, the thing is with Wolves, they they realistically they've lost at the moment. They've lost like three of the best like sort of the the best like cohort of players. They've lost Doherty, who's one of been their best performers for a few years. They've lost Jimenez, who's out injured, and they've also lost Jota, who wasn't actually as good as. People think he was Wolves, but obviously showed at Liverpool that he, he is a high caliber player. So it's it, realistic. There's no no surprise, is there? It's not about the There's only Cody I'd put with M4 that are sort of that level, really, for I, me. I not Neves. No, I don't. Neves well, he's on fire like I expected he would, to be honest. Yeah. I, I still don't think I I don't think it's about the way they've invested I think it's it's not about the players they've invested sort of in I mean they've they've also been in the window and got some bargains I mean Pedro Neto the 11 million from Lazio is a great buy I think um, Pedence he's a great Pedence. buy but it, it's some of the it's some of the investments that you can question like 35 million on Semedo yeah Semedo and um, Silva. Fabio Silva 35 million you look that's at 70 Giants, million for they're just not up to it. Yeah. I think this, the squad depth is absolutely terrible as well, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Because, that's, um, why we, that's why they've had such a, they've been playing the same team over and over again. You know, I, I, I think the only exceptions are the wingers. Obviously, Podence and yeah. everyone. Traore, that's a good like, group yeah. of players in that position. But I think like with the centre-arse, you know, you've got Cody Sice and Willie Bolly, mm. you know, Bolly and Saiz, you know, they're starting to age a bit now, 28-29. Um, who are the backups? I think they've got, they've got Max Kilman. Kilman. Yeah. They bought I think back. Kilman and another, was it Keanu they, Hoover? Paid, they paid 11 million he's for a, that. He's a right back. That, he's, he's a right back, yeah. yeah. They played he's, he's, he's not proven at all. And 
you know, it's a lot of pressure on him to be a backup in a team that should be getting European football. And I think also that, that team right now, that is not a team that pushes for European football. Absolutely oh, no. not, and that's where they've gone wrong. You know, they need to sign quality and depth, I think. I think it was a lot of pressure on Fabio Silva as well. Like obviously the him and his um, situation was completely unexpected and really unfortunate. I think they were probably going to transition Fabio Silva into the first team track where he's sort of been thrown in at the deep end a little bit. Mm. Mm. I tell you where they have strengthened though. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure if you've seen, but the the left back seems a good player. Is it Nuri? Hey, Nuri. Hey, Nuri. Hey, Nuri. He seems yeah. like a, a a very good yeah. player. Defensively, he just got a, a few. Did play weekend? No. He came no, on. No. I think for Cody. He played, didn't played he? against Everton. No, and um, he had he had an assist yeah. for their goal. He did he well. Did. Did anyone know what was up with um, Ruben Neves at the weekend? No, I didn't. I knew off. Yeah, he came he off. Didn't play. No, he, came, he started the game. He just came off. Oh. Oh, I think. Um, I think who came off? I think it was Catro. Catro came, came off for Moutinho in the semi. Oh yeah, and then Morgan Gibbs White came on for Neves, but Morgan Gibbs White. I'm I'm not sure. If, I know you lot are a bit more familiar with the Championship, but. There's so many question marks around whether he's good he, enough for the Premier League. He didn't uh, really do anything for Swansea uh, no, last he season. He won't yeah, want the standout he, players. He won't like a Ben Rahm or a Jared Bowen, these level. Yeah. No one didn't. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of Bulls fans. Much. I know a few, and they're, they're not really happy with um, their bench, especially because Morgan Gibbs White, I think, came on and Patrick Cotrone came on. They're just not Premier League pl- proven players. Cotrone missed it. Uh, well, I. I, yeah. I People are saying it's not. It was a, like he should have scored. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a bit harsh. I mean, it is. Get on target. From, if it's Jimenez, it's in the back of the net. Yeah. If it's Jimenez, but Jimenez is a top quality striker. I think. It, I. I agree with Mark. Hit the target. That's all you've got to but do. But the thing, the thing is with Wolves, what I mentioned is the fact that Jimenez out the team. They actually don't have another good striker at the club. Like no one's actually any good. No, but even I mean, Silva, it's a lot of pressure yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah, should, in hindsight, they should have invested in someone a bit, probably a bit old, a bit more experienced who would be willing to, to be back up to him and his. Just, just or, um, or a, a young kid that's a bit better. But just yeah. finally, on Wolves, I, I, do, I we think, that, do we all think that Nuno is is safe in his job? Because I'm I'm not so that's, sure. That's what I had written down here. Is is it a stretch yeah. to say that he's in danger losing his job or is that it's got, it's like, I think it's the same with like Chris Wilder at Sheffield United they've got so much credit in the bank that I think he should be alright no no come on it's not that Sheffield United have won, won one game all season it's not nothing like that mm. no, no but no, he's not saying he's saying in like terms like Chris Wilder's completely respected in Sheffield because he's a fan of the club he's second of in League One to yeah. it's not about well, they're it's they're not about promoted to clubs it's the same it's the, even the same situation at Arsenal like Arteta if he hadn't have won the FA Cup would have been sacked but because he got that credit in the bank they allowed him a bit longer same with Sean Dyche as well he keeps them up every season yeah. so if they went down I don't even think they'd sack him no but I don't think Sheffield United will sack Chris Wilder and I certainly don't think Wolves will sack Nuno no, because it, since he's come in the club has absolutely transformed yeah, he's got a lot yeah, of questions I understand to that, but don't you think yeah. don't you think Sheffield United and Burnley are a bit of I don't know they haven't spent much money anyway so the, the, them with limited funds have done great jobs I think but then you start to question Wolves as though they have spent a bit of money. I mean, £70 million on two players is a lot of money. That, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. 
But I think yeah, the he just needs to show that he can adapt to the four at the back. He needs to show that his tactics are... He needs to show that he's a... Well, well firstly, I think the solution, the um, issue with Connor Cody in a four, that he needs to address that. It's clear that it's not working. He needs to show sort of leadership. I know he's the captain, but he needs to talk with Connor Cody and sort of say, you know, I, I, do you think we should go back to five at the back? And I think Cody would say yes. So he needs to show leadership there, but if he is stick with the four at the back, then he, he does need to sort out that, that issue. And if he can't, and if he can't sort of short the defence, then I think he'll be gone. Like, no, but how long like does he need to win? Like, say they lose the next three, does he get the sack? They play Chelsea, then they've got Palace, and then they've got Arsenal. Yeah, I'd say if they lose the next three, he'd get sacked. Yeah. There's definitely going to be I, more I questions asked. I, I'm with Doyle. Yeah, I, don't think I think some clubs have loyalty to managers that even if if Leeds went down, they wouldn't sack the else. He'd, he'd walk, but they wouldn't sack him. It's like. Us with David Wagner, we had a loyalty to him. He walked, he ended up walking because of how bad we were playing. We didn't, we wouldn't have sacked him though. But yeah, it's but just I, the fact that if you if your team's done so much, then um, if your manager's done so much, then they deserved sort of to take the well, they've got the credit in the bank. Like, yeah. I understand what you could, where you're saying, but if if the team below Wolves start picking up points, I think and Wolves, it's a big if, yeah. yeah, understandably, but if if we'll start bringing themselves back towards the relegation zone as the teams push further and some, some of the likes of Brighton and Fulham start picking up points as they've done, well, as Brighton did at the weekend. thought I'd just mention that for you, Scott. Um, I think that if Wolves get dragged into it a bit more, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of questions asked. And ultimately, I think I understand where he is coming from with loyalty. But Wolves are now becoming a team that want to consistently push for Europe. Yeah, but they don't. They don't have the team to do it. So, like, so it's all good saying that. Fully fit. No, but it's all good saying that. Yeah, but they don't. They're not fully they're fit. So I, I actually don't. Say, say they sack him. Who on earth did they get in that's gonna rock it up the table? Because that's what you're looking for. Like, yeah, if you sack a manager, you think that there's someone else that could do a miles better job. That's why you sack a manager. There's no. There's no. I don't think there's a, there's a manager you could bring up Wolves that would just. Instantly do a miles better job. But so they get getting beaten the next three. This is what we're saying. If they if they do get beaten the next three, that means they've been beaten the last five league games. That's a lot. I don't think they play, play Leicester and Southampton the two games after that as well. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot of defeats. That that really and, is. Yeah, you know, if you're losing seven in a row, that's when you start to. Oh, they lose that's seven when you're in trouble. I think. Yeah, I think you probably will be seven. So, just a yes or no then. Uh, Aline and Danger are going down. No. And um, no, no. Yeah. Not because they're I, I think good. It's just the fact it's because it's the team's below them. Yeah. yeah. They're that bad. Yeah. Like Mark said earlier, didn't it? Yeah. If Fulham win, I don't know if you said it on or off um, the podcast, but you said if Fulham win, they go up. Fulham will win. Like they they will. So it's like it's different to the top of the table. It's not like oh, you've got a game now and you're going to win. It, games down at the bottom mean a lot less because teams majority of the time lose. Yeah. Right, well, there's just one um, little last point that we wanted to touch on, um, and that's surrounding leads. Scott wanted to mention. Yeah, I think it. this is sorry tweet. You saw a tweet, didn't you, from uh, I think the Sky Sports official account on the Premier League saying that are the wheels falling off for Leeds? Uh, do you want to tell me what you thought was wrong with that tweet? 
Well, I just, I, what the whole point of this thing, it's not going to be a, obviously a very long thing. I just wanted to say, I, I don't understand how it's fair. Like, Wolves, I haven't seen many articles at all on Wolves, and they're, they've got an uh, expectation. I know we've been banging on about it, but they've got an expectation miles above Leeds, and Leeds doing better in the league on points, and they've got a game in hand anyway as well. So. I think it simply comes down to the fact that you lead United, to be honest. I know, but is that is that fair? Like what? What no, do you, no, I, I'm actually biased towards Leeds. As a Leeds fan, but what what do you lot think? Do you think I'm wrong? I think, uh, I I don't think you're wrong. I think the the Crawley loss was no that that on its own. I get we should be happy. That, Crawley, that tweet would not have been sent. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. I, I think if you look at our, if you look at our Premier League sort of output in our last five, we've won like we've won two of our last five. But we put one of them's Spurs away, which was that was one of our last two we lost in the league. I don't know. I think the other one might be Man United. Yeah, it is. So and before Spurs, so we've, lost two, we've lost two Premier League games on the trot. All right, but the two before that, we beat West Brom five 0 and beat Burnley as well. So you know, this is it's this, a bit harsh. No, nah, it's a bit harsh, but this is the Premier League for you. I mean, you're you. I don't. It is. Is it? No, it is. No. Not it really, it really is. It I think really the Wolves. Is. No, no, no. I think the Wolves thing is a good point from Scott because they their target is to get you. No, but football. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about expectations or anything like that and positioning the league. What I'm saying is, you've been so used to the championship that your coverage and everything about Leeds hasn't been mentioned mm, as much. I feel like you've come up into the into the Premier League, and what's happened is at the start of the season everyone's been raving about you and that's exactly what's been happening. The style of football that you play, how Marcel Marcel Bielsa is so his football is so attractive to watch. Mm. And the media coverage has been has been unbelievable. It, yeah, it that's not has. that's not Leeds no, the club's fault. No, is but it? it's I'm not saying it's your fault, but just listen, I'm I, I think that because everyone's been so talking about Leeds all the time and saying how, how good the football is to watch, then what's happened is you've lost a few games and the media are now on your back. But that's just what happens in the Premier League. Every club has had that. It's it's literally due to media attention and how the media sort of um, show you across to the pub to, to the public and everyone watching. And that that's exactly what's happening. Because, like, for the, the reason they bring it up, I've just been looking, and we're, we're sat in 12. Every single team below us, bar Burnley, who are on the same, have picked up six points in the last five, have picked up worse points than we have. So Palace have picked up worse points. Wolves have, Newcastle have, Brighton have, um, Fulham have, West Brom have, and Sheffield United all have picked up worse points, but we're the ones getting slack. When Palace, well, are, think... um, Palace are a consistent uh, team in the league, Wolves are, Newcastle are, Brighton are, so, you know... Yeah, but I think that's the point. It's because it's your first season in the Premier League that's for why so we long. Not that we should. No, no, but no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because it's... You haven't been in the Premier League, what was it? Eight, was it 18 years or something 16. like that? 16 years. So, everyone's just focused on lead to season. There's going to be a lot of coverage on you. And whether it's good or bad, I don't think it's down to your league position. I think it's just... It, leagues are just it's always going to be a talk, talking point because of how big they are. But it will settle down when you... So do you think cement so a place in Because, like, yeah. you look from below, Pat, Pat, the way has fallen for Palace, Wolves, Newcastle, uh, Brighton, Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United. Well, uh, I don't think it I, is wrong because I guess I'm just used to it because there's so much 
But, Even Liverpool. They, we've picked up more points in the last five than Liverpool have. <laughs> no, but just that's that's irrelevant, that comment. But I'm just in terms of Palace and the likes of them teams, they've been around, they've experienced the Premier League. And exactly, so you should be doing better than wait us. Yeah, but maybe it's just because they know that this is what happens every season with them teams and they always keep Pick themselves up towards the end, don't they? Yeah, apart from Palace and City, don't they? Yeah. So, just finally then, another yes or no, are the wheels falling off the leads? No. I wouldn't say they're falling off, but there is there's a few question marks around the club, but nothing is towards to say that they're going to get relegated or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the article is fair either. Just so there's, there's another there's other stuff they've talked about on Talksport saying that we've um, we've been found out. Like is that is that have we been found out? Yeah, yeah. We and have. I think, I, well, I think your issue is that you the the style of football that you do play, you're gonna concede goals, and any team that concedes goals, you get found out. You can see goals on a regular basis every week. You do get found out. And we, yeah, we do score a lot, though. No, you do, but, I mean... It's like... So, if you look at our goal difference, so, like, we've got a better goal difference than Palace, Wolves, actually all of the teams below us. By what, I, what I'm saying is, if, if you consistently can see goals, teams will find a way of playing against you where they'll just... They can, they can either sit in and hit you on the break or they can just... They'll just they'll just beat yeah, and that's that's what happens. With yeah, but if they sit in and hit us on the break, they're not gonna score a lot of goals, are they? Like well, that teams that sit in and they don't tend like Sheffield United have tried to do that. West from all them all bottom teams basically, maybe by Brighton. That's what they do. And although they might not concede as many as us, they don't score as many as us. So it works out that way. Whereas we we do an opposite. So the poor point is when teams try to stay in the league, they try to concede look hardly any goals and just nick one nils. So that's how that's how you do it. We're flipping it on its head and just trying to. All right, we'll concede loads, but we'll score loads as well. So it, that's just it's just a different approach. You, yeah, but I just think you'll get found out. I think you'll get found out if you keep. Doing if we that. stop scoring, there's an issue. That's when an issue occurs. But as we're still scoring goals, yeah, I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, we we will wrap it up there. Rant over. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see. But we'll, we'll if we lose our next like five games, then fair enough. Do you want to pick out the a few of the key games coming up on this this next this next yeah, uh, we'll game week? Do just quickly and um, the midweek games or the yeah midweek. We'll, yeah. we'll pick a few out. Um, Leicester Chelsea then. Just give us a quick prediction on the scoreline. I'm gonna say uh one one. I'm gonna say two two. Um. Scott. Chelsea two one. Um, I think I'm gonna go for um my, my head's saying two one Leicester for some reason. There's know. a game tonight as well. Yeah, but last night. It's still this, is, this uh, game week, but yeah, we could do it. Uh, I'll just quickly say one nil Arsenal. Four yeah, two two nil Arsenal. I think. I'll say one nil Arsenal. It'll be boring. I'm gonna go nil nil. I think. Um. Pick out number one, City Villa. Uh, that might be a good game, you know, that one. To be fair. 3 1, City. I'm going to say 2 0, Man City. I'm going to go 1 0, Man City. Two, I don't think they'll concede. I think. Um, yeah, I think that, we'll just... 
the other the only other one in the slides are week before the week oh, actually the few marks there is Liverpool Burnley but I just think that just straight Liverpool you've got Fulham Man United and West Ham West Brom as well that's tough I right. think Fulham could give Man U a game but I think it'll probably be like 2-1 in the, in the, I, I'm going to go for a draw in that one I think 1-0 2-1 Man United that's it I've seen Fulham do a lot of upsets sort of where they draw in games like that, so I could I could see it going that way again. Yeah, I'd, so, I'd say 1-1 in Fulham, Man United. West Ham, West Brom, I know it's a bit boring. The derby of the Wests. Nil-nil. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Uh, 1-1. <laughs> I think I put 1-0 on my Super 6, so I'll go with that. 1-1. 1-0 West Brom, that is. We will uh, wrap it up there, though. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to this sort of new approach that we've been doing. Uh, hopefully it was a little more entertaining the weekly roundup that we used to do. Um, we'll be back very soon with another podcast, so it's bye from me and bye from the boys. Cheers. Thank you Thanks for listening. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.